0: Extending your skills. Case study one, PK-12 schools. Miss Megan Bifford has chosen to start her project using the science curriculum at the three elementary schools in the Westport School District. The decision to focus on science was based on an analysis of the data of student performance on recent accountability tests, and that science counts in school grading for the first time in the next academic year. With the mandates to enhance technology integration from the district office, she plans on using a framework that will use the web to support the project. Student performance in science standards was below the norm, based on standardized test scores results for the last two years. Many deficiency areas are related to applying scientific methods, specifically in the area of inquiry learning. Students exhibit a combination of a lack of content knowledge and deficits in being able to apply a scientific method to analysis. Simply put, the root cause is lack of knowledge. After examining the current textbook and other materials, Megan determines that the content focuses on knowledge and comprehension, but does not integrate higher-level thinking skills very well. To help teachers help students make the leap to the next level, Megan is considering using case-based scenarios to develop those inquiry-based skills. Megan creates a preliminary goal statement. The students will be able to apply a scientific method to solve case-based scientific scenarios. The fifth grade teachers were enthusiastic about working with distance education and online resources. Their current textbook lists some websites as instructional resources, which they want to access in hopes of motivating their students. Each fifth grade class has access to the web, either in the classroom, the media center, or in a nearby computer lab. Teachers participated in extensive professional development with case-based scenarios for part of the summer and are ready to try out their new skills. There is a small working science lab adjacent to the fifth grade wings in each school. Each class consists of approximately 20 to 25 students, who are between the ages of 10 and 11, and with a fairly even split between genders. 50% of the students read on grade level, 10% above grade level, and the remaining reading below grade level. Students have practiced keyboarding skills since third grade, and most have access to social media, and some play video games at home. The student population is ethnically diverse, with some students coming from an economically disadvantaged area. 55% of the students receive free or reduced school lunches. Computers are used in language arts classes for reading and writing. The language arts teachers also use an integrated learning system, ILS, for assessing student performance in reading and writing. Students have some experience with using computers in science labs. They are interested in things that are typical to that age group. Girls are now starting to show less interest in science than boys. About 10% of the school population has been diagnosed with either a physical or learning disability. With data in hand, Megan is ready to start developing her design document. Case Study 2, Business and Industry. Homer Spotswood has met with his CEO, Ira Bud Cottrell, to clarify the full scope of new safety training to be delivered via the plant's intranet. As a preface to his meeting, Homer has collected initial data. Plant safety records for the past three years, organized by department. Government, state, and federal guidelines for safety. Current training outlines, handouts, and course evaluations. Personnel rosters, organized by departments and current inventory of technology, including computers with web access. Based on Homer's interpretation of the available data, clarification on several issues is required. He plans to ask Bud Cottrell the following questions. What are the priorities for the safety training initiative? Will technology be accessible by all plant employees? What will be the role of the company trainers in the project? Is there additional support available for the initiative? Bud clarifies Homer's major issues by stating the following. Plant fire safety is the first priority. The training will be a combination of in-house training and modules presented via the web. The in-house training will be performance-based with practicing of skills that are outlined in the web-enhanced part of the training project. Company trainers will facilitate both online and face-to-face training sessions. Using in-place security protocols, employees will be able to access the online instruction at their homes. Incentives will be provided for those employees willing to participate in the online portion of the training on their own time. All employees need to complete the training within six months. Homer returns to his office to complete his analysis. In addition to the materials he's already collected and reviewed, he will observe tapes of previous trainings and observe plant safety operations. Based on his meeting with Bud, Homer's analysis must progress quickly so that the training can begin. Homer develops a preliminary goal to help guide him through his analysis. At the end of the training, employees will be able to close their plant area and evacuate within three minutes. Case Study 3. Military. Commander Feinstein has established a committee to conduct an analysis of the upcoming project. The committee includes educational specialists from the Curriculum and Instructional Standards Division, the New Technologies Division, and instructors-slash-SMEs from the Electrical Corps and Advanced Electronic Technical Corps courses. Lieutenant Rex Danielson, a seasoned limited-duty officer, and the New Technologies Division officer will be her primary point of contact. Commander Feinstein provides the entire committee with the final report of an extensive review of current training practices and a generalized profile of Navy learners. A work group led by Lieutenant Sandra Cole has focused on analyzing the curricula of each of the training support centers for A schools for common elements of the instruction among them. Cole's team gathers data on the resident student population of the past five years and distributes surveys, fleet commands regarding existing resources and opportunities for supporting online training through the Navy's intranet system. After a month of meetings, surveys, and analysis, Lieutenant Cole's team presents to Commander Feinstein their findings and recommendations. The team determined that their initial conversion efforts should focus on the fundamentals of electricity in a course to be named, Electricity and Electronic Common Core, E-squared, C-squared. They form a preliminary instructional goal statement. This course will provide foundational instruction in the concepts, processes, and principles of alternating and direct current electrical power to sailors throughout the fleet, and training establishment by means of the Navy e-learning management system. While E Squared C Squared will be accessible to anyone eligible to take courses through Navy eLearning, the committee describes its target population as junior enlisted personnel, seamen recruit through Petty Officer Third Class, E1 through E4, who are or will soon be engaged in the Electricians Mate or Electronic Technicians A schools. The committee's analysis included some issues about the infrastructure required to support this training. Enlistees entering the A school directly from recruit training will have access to the Training Support Center's computer labs. The lab servers offer high-speed broadband access to the web. However, fleet, afloat versus dockside, shore-based, and individual home-based delivery of this series of lessons presents a complicated mix for consideration. While afloat, deployed, fleet ships will have limited communication bandwidth available for non-operational purposes, email, online learning, etc. Case Study 4. Higher Education. Dr. Joe Sean, an associate professor in the management department at Myers University, is reanalyzing data he has collected about his students and their performance. His next project, repurposing of his course, Advanced Management and Leadership, has begun and he plans to implement it as a blended course. He is scheduled to teach the class in the upcoming term. The course goal is to have students apply the essentials of management practices to the dynamic work settings within organizations. Using a blended format will improve his teaching of the management and leadership functions and allow better access to information on organizational performance. Course objectives range from knowledge level to evaluation using Bloom's Taxonomy Revised. Although undergraduates are usually proficient technology users, Dr. Sean has found that they are not necessarily motivated to take online courses. His management course has a course limit of 30 students per section. The students range in age from 18 to 25, with most being around 20 years old. There are slightly more males than females. Most students have some work experience, but limited management experience. The majority are in college full-time, taking between 9 and 12 semester hours. Dr. Amber Wolfgang, his department chair, supports various teaching innovations through available resources. Dr. Sean has a computer in his department office and one at home. Both have high-speed connections. The management department has a dedicated computer lab for its students. The lab has 25 computers and a teaching station. All computers are both intranet and internet connected. There is also a university laboratory with 24-7 access. He has been assigned a teaching assistant, Brian Cody, who is a relatively new graduate student in the MBA program. Dr. Sean recently found out that Brian has an interest in e-commerce and has a good understanding of various technology tools. However, he does not have much teaching experience. Dr. Sean will send Brian to receive such training offered by the university.